And welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand exactly what they're talking about in the news today. I'm Jack, and as always, I am joined with the fabulous Jennifer. Hey, everybody. And before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe down below, ring the bell, and comment. Let us know if you love us or if you hate us. And make sure to follow all of our social media, which is everything we're on is down here, and then I think we're linked in the description box below. So, And let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, look, it's the Canadian election. And you know I'm okay with talking about Trudeau because he's dreamy. What did we say last time? He was the Canadian version of... We said the Canadian version of Nathan Fillion. Uh, and then right. we realized that Nathan Fillion is Canadian. Oh, so. right, right, right. Um, so they are j just similar, I guess, at this point. I suppose. So last time we were talking about the election, they decided to, or Justin Trudeau decided decided to have another snap election for prime minister and choosing parliament. Mm -hmm. And now, because of what's going on in Afghanistan, there's a little bit of worry because we have this article from Reuters and it's titled, Their Blood Will Be on Your Hands. And this was after the Kabul chaos and how it might impact Trudeau's campaign. Mm -hmm. So he was gambling, would this be a good idea or not? And maybe because of what's going on, it's not gonna work out the best for him. Can he, I mean, he's prime minister, right? Can mm -hmm. he be like, all right guys, like, never mind. Just kidding, JK. we're not having the election. Um, I can see this was in poor taste now. I mean, but he, he announced it before everything happened. I think it was several weeks ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess technically, like, he didn't know. So, can you I really... don't think the Constitution of Canada allows for take-backs. I, I think we can give Trudeau a takes-backsies. Well, let's see. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called the snap election on September 20th to benefit from his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and vaccination program. So he wanted to make sure that everyone is on board with how he's been handling COVID-19 mm -hmm. and the vaccination program. Make sure his citizens have more like, say in some of the policies he wants to right. administer. But now he faces questions over how his liberal government dealt with this month's chaos in Kabul. Canada announced on Thursday it had halted evacuations of its citizens and vulnerable Afghans who worked for Western nations in Afghanistan, admitting it did not know how many were left behind, which is beyond me because we hear the same thing from the United States. Mm -hmm. Somehow the U.S. doesn't know how many people are there. And well, somehow Canada doesn't know how many of their people are there either. It makes perfect sense. They haven't gotten their vaccine yet. How are they tracking us? That was a joke. Okay. That was a total joke. <laughs> Sorry. But if you imagine, I said it was such a straight face, though, right? But they say that when they're over there, there's no way to know. There's they, they don't register when they go over there, so they don't know. But if you're coming back into the country, like you know who's Isn't left, this the and military you know though. Like, that's my whole thought. Like, do you not know who's deployed in your military? But also, like U.S. citizens. But then they have contractors yeah, out there working. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. And... I guess I could see that argument from like just regular citizens, like. But there's any number of organizations you can talk to to get an accurate Call the estimate. airlines. Be like, did I mean? Like, do you have a record? I feel of all like the you can get this data somehow. I know. That's I'm why with I don't you. Believe it. So, but anyway, apparently they're doing the same thing. They've decided to 
leave their citizens behind, apparently. Uh, just day, just days before the Afghan capital fell to the Taliban in a lightning advance, Canada said it had identified 6,000 Afghans for evacuation. In the end, only 3,700 Canadian citizens and Afghans were flown out. Advocates said Canada's rescue efforts were half-hearted, falling far short of what other allies were doing. Some 54% of Canadians think Ottawa should have acted more quickly to help Afghans, according to the Post-Media Ledger marketing poll published on Wednesday. Trudeau, who has governed Canada for nearly six years, has been pressed on Afghanistan on every day of the campaign so far. Last Friday, a reporter read out a message from a person with relatives trapped in Afghanistan who told the Prime Minister that, quote, their blood will be on his hands if any were killed by the Taliban. Which I'm so curious. I, I mean, I would assume Canada had some forewarning that this was going to happen and maybe get your... Get your people out. Your people out. I mean, everyone kind of knew that the deadline was August 31st after it was pushed from what sometime in May. Mm-hmm. It's just very odd that they've waited to the, the last minute to finally get people out. Uh, Trudeau sidestepped the remark saying, I can't imagine the despair, the anguish that so many individuals are facing. This is a horrific situation. Canada withdrew the bulk of its troops from Afghanistan in 2011, but participated in a NATO mission to train the Afghan military until 2014 and continued to have diplomats and aid workers on the ground. Again, don't you, don't you know how many diplomats you have? That's the thing. How can you not know? Like, you're going to a foreign c- country. You go through customs to leave, and you go through customs to come back. Yeah. Like, how do you not know? Like, is the military this bad? And just, like, the veil is being lifted? and Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> Turns out we're, we're, it's not, it's not some wizard. They're just people making stupid decisions yeah it just seems like everyone is very incompetent right now yeah canada's poor initial response in kabul points to an extreme of centralized political micromanagement said andrew leslie a retired canadian general and former head of the army who was a liberal member of parliament from 2015 to 2019 Adding to the awkwardness for Trudeau is the fact that his main rival, Conservative Party leader Aaron O'Toole, is a decorated former Air Force helicopter navigator who served for 13 years. The situation on the ground is heartbreaking. Mr. Trudeau has abandoned people there, O'Toole told reporters on Wednesday. Trudeau has had several years to make sure that people who were at risk because they had served Canada are taken out of the country. He put his political interests ahead of a crisis there. The Globe and Mail, a nation, national newspaper, said in an editorial on Thursday that Canada's plans to get marked men and women through a fast-closing door was designed as if there was all the time in the world. Again, I don't know why they didn't start evacuating people beforehand. It, it just seems like, even if they were, it seems like it came down to the wire, mm-hmm. which is very odd. Uh, a suspected suicide bomber bomb explode out, exploded outside Kabul's airport on Thursday, killing at least 13 people, a Taliban official said. The Pentagon said there were at least two explosions near the airport, with civilians and U.S. service members among the casualties. 
Trudeau's aides say, say they do not fear much damage from the chaos in Afghanistan ahead of the election, given voters are likely to focus on domestic matters. Nelson Wiseman, a political science professor at the University of Toronto, said that expectations may be valid. Unless I see Canadian casualties or Canadians being held hostage, I just don't see this figuring, he said. Um, but still, I mean, if they're being stranded there and they don't feel like they're getting help, it's not a great image. I mean, we've already seen, like, all the criticism of Biden mm -hmm. from the way he handled this. And, I mean, let's let's be perfectly honest and call a spade a spade. Like, this was not started in the Biden administration. This was started in the previous administration. However, it is up to the current people in power who are finishing up the implementation to do it correctly and make sure people are safe. And the fact of the matter is they did not. Right. So, I see that argument all the time. It's like, well, sure, maybe a negotiation was made in the prior administration, but how you go about it. I mean, I don't think Biden deserves all the blame. I don't like if this was a bad idea, then it, overall, then it was a bad idea from the Trump administration. But to like people are going based on party lines like, oh, this is all Trump's fault. Oh, this is all Biden's fault. No, they were both presidents. They're both leaders. Both of you can take responsibility for it. Well, again, uh, implementation mm -hmm. from Biden obviously didn't go so hot. But again, you can't if you're just arguing against the plan in general, then you can't just say it's all Biden's fault because he didn't start it. Well, but my he did point, change the initial terms of the original agreement. My point being that, I mean, no matter what you do, like, I think people are focusing on this issue. I don't think this is going to just be brushed over in their, in Canada's okay. election. Like, I think people are going to focus on it. Right. I mean, because it is putting people at risk, regardless of if Canadians, I mean, we know Americans and Afghans have been killed. I don't mm -hmm. know about Canadians. But you're still putting Canadians at risk. Yeah. And that doesn't look well good for the prime minister. Mm -hmm. Especially if it doesn't seem like they're doing enough to get them out. Right? They said they had 6,000 people who had been identified to leave. And they got 3,700 out. Which included Afghans and Canadians. So mm -hmm. how many of those were really Actually, Canadians. Canadians. During the 2015 election campaign, the former conservative government's campaign was thrown off track by its response to a photograph of the body of a three-year-old Syrian boy who drowned after a boat capsized as his family sought to reach Greece and ultimately Canada. I remember that. I remember that picture coming out. So he was trying to reach Greece from Syria, and then mm -hmm. from Greece he wanted to get to wanted Canada? Wanted to get to Canada. But how's that affect Canada? Refuge. I'm not sure why they're bringing that up, even I, if it is It sad. says, in opposition at the time, Trudeau said Canada must do much more and said a liberal government would accept 25,000 Syrian refugees. So I guess it's kind of just like throwing in his face, like, do you remember years ago when you were trying to get elected mm -hmm. and you said you'd, you'd do all of this to, to help those people and now you're not even helping your own people? That's what that says to me. So we have another article from the BBC. And it doesn't look like from this article that 
Trudeau's campaign is going very well because he had to cancel a rally today because of angry protesters. But of course, any politician is going to be met with protesters, oh. so it doesn't totally tell how his campaign is going. Yeah. Could just be the area. Well, because, no, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I haven't read this article yet. So do we know what they're protesting? Are they protesting the election in general or? So he was ambushed by angry protesters. Mm, let's see. Dozens of protesters gathered at the rally and shouted obscenities before Mr. Trudeau could speak. The liberal prime minister is hoping to secure a majority in a snap election that he called earlier this month. But in recent days, his canvassing efforts have been dogged by protests against COVID-19 vaccines and government restrictions. At Friday's rally, his campaign bus had to be escorted away by police after the event was canceled following a two-hour delay. You know, so I think that the world just needs to split in two. <laughs> it seems like no matter what country you're in, there's people that are pro-vaccines and mandates, and there are people that are anti-vaccines and mandates. I think we should just, one take the <laughs> North Hemisphere and the other takes the Southern Hemisphere. Isn't and... there, I feel like there's a story or a book or something about that that I read when I was like a kid. I don't know. Having one of those weird... It makes sense to me. I, it's getting to the point where every country is pretty much the same because we're all interconnected with the internet. And it seems like we're all thinking along similar lines. Yeah. What do you think, everyone out there? Should we just <laughs> take the northern and southern hemispheres? The 49-year-old well, said the protests showed how the pandemic had been hard on everyone. We all had a difficult year. Those folks out there protesting, they had a difficult year too. And I know and I hear the anger, the frustration, perhaps the fear Mr. Trudeau said, I don't think there's any fear there. He said that the event had been canceled because organizers could not ensure people's safety. Okay. Like his safety no, or they the mean protesters. His safety. His safety, his safety of but, course. I mean, I kind of I kind of feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot here a little bit, Trudeau. Like you called this whole election mm -hmm. because you're like, I wanna make sure Let's be honest. He kind of like did a flex. He was like, I think I'm doing a great job and I'm going to let the voters show that I'm doing a great job. And now you got people protesting at your rally because mm -hmm. they don't think you're doing a great job. I mean, whatever side you're on, not side, but like whatever your, your thought process is and ideology about the vaccine and everything. Either way, obviously these people don't agree with what he's doing. So you're kind of I don't know what's going to happen with this one. I I think you're absolutely correct. There's no reason, if you thought you were vulnerable to being voted out, you would not call an election. I think he was like, flex, like, and now he's going to be like, oh, crap. Like, if we had that possibility in the United States right now, do you think Joe Biden would make the choice to... No. Like, hey, we're going to have an election right now. We're going to make sure that, like, everybody still wants me. No. I don't think that'll go well. I don't think he would do it. I mean, I don't think any president, like any of our presidents would do it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I you think were... He, I think you're absolutely right. He's overconfident. I think he's been watching the news, and they 
seem to swing only to one side, at least in this country, and they're swinging to his side, at least in this country. Listen, And so if he's watching that, then he's going to be swayed to believe that he's doing a fantastic job. Justin Boo, you can't watch our liberal media. We love you. So Mm. you can't base, like, if you had an election here, like, with just our, our liberal side, yeah, you'd win in a heartbeat, but... And he could be right. It just seems that the things that have just unfolded, they yeah. don't look great. And maybe this is just a like small pocket of individuals. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just where he was. Maybe it's regional like it is here mm-hmm. or seems to be here Some usually. Um, I don't know. But it just doesn't seem like your flex is working, bro. I don't think so. On Wednesday, on a visit to British Columbia, he was met by anti-vaccine protesters with some shouting they would refuse the COVID jab. Vaccine mandates that Mr. Trudeau has backed for some workers and most travelers have become a key issue in the general election campaign. Now, I don't love vaccine mandates, but I think a country is allowed to say, we want vaccines when you come into this country, because we've always had that. If you go to any different country, I mean, they've had different diseases that we don't have because they haven't been eradicated there. You have to get a vaccine. I think for travelers, it's 100 Mm percent possible. I mean, basically, you're coming into our country. You can abide by our rules. Right. And like you said, you know, part of the, the I guess part of the issue with COVID was that we didn't implement travel mandates for a while. I mean, not that we should have. I but the first travel restrictions on China were in like March of 2020 or early April. But didn't we know that this was happening in like November? Like we, knew we started hearing about in it? January from China. Then when they looked back, they realized, and this was after the fact, they realized that the first possible case was in November. So they didn't know in November, but they knew at least in January, because remember, that's when that whistleblower doctor came out. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they Mm -hmm. killed him. That's another conversation, though, which we'll probably get into at some point. But But I don't think for something that's as infectious as this is, I don't think any kind of restriction would have helped especially with how connected we are with air travel constantly coming in and going yeah, out yeah. i don't think there's any way you could have i just it. think one of the things that we're gonna have to do to to make sure this stops is if if a variant is in a country don't let it get out now that's easier said than done but well a lot of the problems we that's why they want to get to the bottom of of where it came from and mm-hmm. they're pretty certain I, i'm pretty sure at this point where where it came from I think they've always known. Yeah. But one of the problems, remember back in the beginning, you had China and they were covering up what was going on. That's why you didn't hear anything until you had to have the whistleblower of the Mm -hmm. doctor. And by then it was too late. Yeah. One of the things I heard is that Italy has a large population of Chinese workers because they have factories there and they, they bring in a lot of immigrants to work. And that's why they had it so bad was because they had that large influx and it kind of just... You know, gotcha. if you have people traveling back and forth, yeah. obviously. Anyway, I digressed a little from my point. But, yeah, I definitely think, like, if you're visiting a country, like, if I want to fly to England mm-hmm. and they say you can't come into our country unless you've had a COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. it's 100% fine. Right. Because they, they don't know me. They don't know what I got. Like, Is it annoying? Yeah. Probably. It's hella, vote, uh, uh, hella annoying. Um, but, again, they're allowed to make their own rules. Yeah. And it would stop a pandemic from happening again, at least 
Well, actually, I don't know about that because remember, COVID was new. Co- yeah, they literally call it the novel coronavirus because mm-hmm. we'd never seen it before. So actually, I don't think that would stop a pandemic at all. I think it would prevent the spread of something that's contagious. But future pandemics where you don't have a vaccine already, I don't think you're yeah. able to stop that. No, but I think in order to get the travel industry back to where it was mm-hmm. in 2019, pre-COVID, and to make sure that people are able to travel safely, I think going into other countries, you're going to have to have a vaccine. I think that's fine. So, um, And I hope anyone coming into our country that we make them get the vaccine. And then it just goes on. It just talks about when the election is. Yeah. But essentially, he was met by anti-vaccine uh, mandate protesters. Which, of course, you're going to get. That's fine. Yeah. People are allowed to protest. Well, and like I said, I, I love you, Justin, but I'm afraid you might have shot yourself in the foot with this one. And then we have this last article from Bloomberg, and this is from a few hours ago. And it's, again, talking about Trudeau's election. So let's take a look. So Canada's top executives have been abruptly dragged into what has become a sleepy summer election campaign that was barely on the radar two weeks ago. Companies from real estate investment funds to banks and telecommunication firms have been caught in the crosshair of politicians. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's liberals came with new pledges to raise taxes on banks and crack down on housing speculators and the real estate industry. Trudeau's main rival, Aaron O'Toole, as we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier, announces plans to force federally regulated businesses to place workers on corporate bonds. Oh, boards. Corporate boards. That's on top of a tightening race that not only makes the prospect of a majority victory less likely, but could tempt parties to pursue even more populist measures. And we read last week that they weren't too certain that they would get a majority um, election result. Mm -hmm. But they were at least shooting for minority. But I think even if they got a minority, Trudeau will not remain in power because i think they're going to decide on someone else maybe Mm. if i'm remembering correctly yeah uh the canadian dollar had a middling performance despite a sharp rebound in oil prices usually a big tailwind for the currency there were some new policy proposals this week that were shall we say somewhat surprising doug porter chief economist at bank of montreal said while energy prices fully recovered lost ground the Canadian dollar didn't. Some of this mismatch may be driven by election uncertainty. It's all building up to be a disappointed turn of events for businesses, which worked hard to run in the run-up to the election campaign to make growth and productivity a priority. Instead, the two big parties appear to be taking pages from the left-leaning New Democratic Party, which promised this week to cut family mobile phone bills by 1000 Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars. Polls suggest that conservatives and liberals are statistically tied at just over 30% support. The NDP is hovering near 20%, which would be considered a strong outcome for the party. What governments should be really obsessed with is making sure that their citizens are well-educated, that they have access to universal health care, and that they create the condition for private capital to help everybody grow. Victor Dodig, chief executive officer at Canadian Imperial Imperial Bank of Commerce. 
On Wednesday, he pledged to impose a 3% surtax on earnings at Canada's big banks and insurers, along with another obscure tax called the Canadian Recovery Dividend. This was Justin Trudeau. His argument, his argument is that the government needs to fund needs funds to pay for the Liberal Party's new housing policy measures. After all, lenders were big beneficiaries from massive income support programs that kept many of their clients solvent during the pandemic. But to some, the sudden need to finance spending rings hollow for a government that is poised to rack up budget deficits totaling more than 700 billion Canadian dollars. So my guess, just from reading this Mm -hmm. and reading the other articles, is that you have the Afghanistan problem. You have the COVID protesters, which I'm sure there's numerous of them, at least in Canada, if they didn't vote in the last election, they're probably going to vote in heavy numbers now. Oh, yeah. And now it seems like they have concerns for a budget deficit and concerns over the economy. Justin, boo, what should do when? I, I don't know. I mean, we don't live in Canada. We don't no. know how it is. No, and remember, I we were confused on how we wouldn't get a majority when, because mm-hmm. when, we're used to American politics where you have two sides. Right. So we don't obviously know a lot about the Canadian election system and everything. But again, comparing it to like if you if if Biden decided right now that he wanted to do the same mm-hmm. thing, like. No. I think Justin had a pretty good shot before this week. I think like mid-July, yeah, he Mm -hmm. probably would have been like, boom, got this, Mm -hmm. mic drop. I'm sure he's pissed at Biden. (laughs) I mean, with everything going down in Afghanistan, I mean, that's a pretty big whammy on Trudeau's election. Yeah. I mean, especially if, God forbid, something happens to Canadian citizens over there. I think he's out. I mean, even when we read the article from last week, I don't think he's going to get a majority. Mm -mm. And if he gets a minority, which is highly likely, according to these three articles. Which is what the Liberal Party was concerned about, Mm because they were like, bro, no, don't do this. I think you'll still see a member of the Liberal Party of Canada, because Trudeau is part of the Liberal Party. Mm -hmm. I think you'll still see a Liberal Prime Minister, but I don't think it'll be Trudeau. I don't know. This Aaron O'Toole guy sounds, I mean, he sounds like a tool. But I th- Not really. But I remember um, last week we read the article and they didn't really have the support on the conservative side of the aisle to yeah. get a majority. But we'll see. I don't know. We will see. I think the election is over, what, September 20th, I believe. Yeah. Because, again, that was another concern that, that everybody was like, Justin, really? Like, we're... This variant has come in. It's making stuff way worse. Mm-hmm. Like, is now really the time? It's now really the time. Mm-mm. Also, think about this. If you have to go out to vote and you're of the mindset of, I'm not going out, I'm not going to risk myself being exposed to COVID, then you're probably not going out to vote. So and who's more going of the out conservative individuals are going out to vote. The people who are protesting. Unless the they mandates. have vote by mail, like we do here. Again, then. we don't know, so... But anyway, let us know in the comments down below, what do you think the outcome for this election is going to be? Do do you think Justin should have just like stopped his flex and, and pulled back a little bit?
Or do you think, I don't know, maybe Justin's tired. Maybe Justin's just tired. Uh, maybe he's just ready. We'll see. So let us know in the comments. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. I think you already said that. And follow us on all social media. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys.